Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, MagicKids.org. MagicKids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, welcome to this week in MTG with your host Matt Olson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic: The Gathering. I am your host Matt Olson. Next to me, we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And across from me, we have the Janky Boggle, JB. Yellow. So guys, we are sitting on our fourth episode. We've been doing this for a month, a whole month. Surprising. That's crazy. We've we've done it. We've reached the one month mark. Yeah. And haven't killed each other yet. 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 Keyword we'll, is yet. We'll keep you posted. Follow us everywhere that you want to to find out how this ends. Make your votes, live tweet, etc. Please no autographs yet. Or flash photography. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll have to Photoshop and put some fuzzy over JB's face because he does break cameras. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's it's a thing. It happens. The boggle looks prettier than him. Yes, it does. I will admit that. I have a face for radio. <laughs> and here we are. Let's start off by talking about how this episode is going to be laid out for all y'all. We're going to start off, as always, with the finance section. Talking about that money that our cards give us. From there, we're going to talk about the weekend results from Magic Fest, New Jersey. Going to hit up the upcoming events uh, from Magic Fests. Talk about a new thing that uh, Danny wanted to add as its own segment, the banned and restricted announcements. Everyone loves it. Going to talk about the news that we have. Got some quickies, a couple big topics. And then finish off with a deck of the week, which... We hope you guys will find it interesting. So moving into the finance section, we use MTG Stocks, where we get our information from. This is a very great site that sources all magic card prices, and you can see it on a nice fancy little graph. Good visual representation. They also have an article that comes out every week called Weekly Winners. They're posted on Friday. We record on Monday, so prices may have changed between then and now. Be known or be aware. To start this off, we have 
Sacred Guide seeing a 800% increase, now sitting at $3.97. It was a cheap card before, now it's jumped up in price. It's seen the spike really because of Thassa's Oracle, because people are finding out decking yourself and Thassa's Oracle go hand in hand. So any enabler and Thassa's Oracle is going to be going up in price. With a couple weeks ago, Hermit Druid also saw a spike for the same reason, because it pairs well with Thassa's Oracle. They both pretty much, you mill yourself, you cast Thassa's Oracle, you just win the game. How Thassa's Oracle, though, has not been going up in price is beyond me. That card, it, it, it's, it's the thing that wins you the game, but it's still at like three fifty, four bucks. So if you want like free advice, maybe go pick up a couple of those right now. I think that that's not a half bad deal for them. Or I guess maybe you'd like get screwed over and it might go the way of Laboratory Maniac or Chase Mystery uh, Wielder. But I think people are down for this a lot more as a win condition. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd jump on the bandwagon and picking up a couple just because. It's worth it. You'd probably make a couple bucks on that. But uh, with with uh, Sacred Guide, it's mainly for EDH purposes. It is not modern legal or pioneer legal. Next, we have everyone's control winning big bomb piece dream trawler who has saw an almost a 300 percent increase since its release sitting just under four bucks right now this big flying beater is everything everybody ever wants six mana gain life draw cards control decks will eat this up standard pioneer i don't think modern's really going to be seeing something like this but this is a solid piece in standard i'm i'm i'm, I'm having like flashbacks to original Ravnica with Aetherling as the closing as the big beater for uh the Esper decks and stuff back then. And this is just strictly better because it gains you life, draws you cards. With Aetherling it just got bigger, beat you and protected itself. This gives you a little more sustenance and fills your hand and keeps itself safe. That is as long as you have something in your hand to discard to keep it safe. When it attacks, you draw a card. So, I mean... I can see this being played in the fires lists. Oh, for sure. I do not doubt, like, this is going to be a strong fires piece. Between fires and just classic either Azorius or Esper Control, just for that top end. This is another hit for Niv-Mizzet as well. Ooh, yes it is. Yes it is. Is this going to be a piece in the Niv-to-Light decks, you think? I mean, it wouldn't be a bad include. Hmm speculating here guys finally on the weekly winners we have roto fitter foundry who saw a 176 percent increase now sitting at 1650 so this thing was just above five bucks uh this card uh, is really legacy where this thing shows up with paired with ornithopter Yakuro, Tiger Shadow, and Ingenious Infiltrator. Yes, it's Legacy Ninjas where this thing is like getting played in, which is very interesting. One of the local people that we know has, I know he has a Legacy Ninja deck. Haven't really had a chance to like delve into it to see if he has a Roto Fitter 
foundry, retrofitter foundry in there, but it'd be cool to ask him to see. I do know he has Yakiro, the Tiger Shadow, and an ingenious infiltrator in there. But maybe we could talk to him, see what he feels about this. But this is going up mainly for that because it's a solid piece of Usaka. It taps Sakathopter. Ornithopter is a Thopter? Yeah, it is a Thopter. So. Yeah, so you sack Ornithopter. It's pretty much tap sack Ornithopter, make a 0 2 into a 4 4. And then it's just ways to like trigger ninjutsu off of those two draw cards and stuff. Jumping up in price. You got those. Good on you. It only had the one printing from Commander 18. With weekly winners, there else are going to be cheap pickups. And from there, we pass it over to JB to tell us about where to put your money now. All right. So starting up, first cheap pickup, we have Grove of the Burn Willows coming at $5.63. Record low, and it looks like it's starting to trend upward. So if you want to buy into them, I'd say buy in now. Let's see. What is the thing with... Grove of the Burn Willows, like, it's modern playable. Gains you life. No, gains your opponent life. Oh, it gains your opponent yeah. life. All right. It's the opponent gain life. Red-green, by the way. Yeah. If people didn't know. Yeah, it taps for red-green, opponent gains life, or it taps for colorless. Opposite of the pain lane. Right. I guess if gruel colors are having a hard time. I don't know. I never really got that. But anyways. All right. So the next one. One of my personal favorites. We have Geist of St. Traft again here. Coming in at 616, record low and going down. The Innistrad version. Yep. This one's been on the cheap pickups list now for quite a while. So I guess if you want one dirt cheap, keep an eye on it. There seems like they're going to be keeping on uh, the downward trend here for a while, I think. There's always going to be good Voltron, Azori-style decks, commander decks that you'd be want. This is a sideboard piece. This is a sideboard piece that some people would possibly want as well. You know, actually, I don't know, like, sideboard-wise. It's a solid card. It's a fun card. I like it. I run it mainboard and Soul Herder just because it exiles the token afterwards, so it triggers your Soul Herder, and you get an extra... That's right. You get an extra counter, and who doesn't like swinging for six? No, definitely not. All right, so next up, we have Vendillion Click, coming in at $17.88, record low and going down. It seems to be a pretty slow downward trend. I don't know if this is like going down because of Brazen Borrowers. I mean, I know a lot of people when Brazen Borrower first came out were saying that it's the new replacement for Vendillion Click, but it doesn't do what Vendillion Click does, though. Yeah, not quite. Like Vendillion Click, you can target yourself and then draw a card. And I guess if you have it paired with Narset, it's just pretty much thought sees your opponent without losing life. So, I mean, eh. it's going down. Keep an eye out for these. Like, they're still a solid card. A three mana, three one flash flying is oh, yeah. nothing to shake a stick at. No. At all. No, it's still a solid card. It's definitely has its moments. And then last but not least, we have Spellskite coming in at $7.26. Record low and going down. This one seems is uh, more of a sideboard option, I think, is what this one's where I usually see it. This one was definitely a sideboard piece, uh, from what I recall, in infect style decks to eat removal to keep your infect creatures and stuff from going. So I guess if any any style of deck that you're making in modern or well, yeah, it's pretty much modern right now. It's not a pioneer standard, clearly. 
So modern legacy, protect the queen kind of stuff. Like you do this, but at that point, this is colorless. So colorless is good. I was going to compare it to like giver of ruins now that we have that, but giver of ruins, you need to be running white. Yep. So, I mean, if you have white, giver of ruins would be like the better option. But if you don't have white spell skites, not too bad of a thing to like eat a removal yeah. instead of your creature. Phyrexian mana. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a uh, two mana. Oh, four artifact creature horror. Phyrexian blue. Change target of target spell or ability to spell skite. So it eats a fatal push, eats a path to exile, eats any other form of removal that I can't think of. Eats a bolt. Yep. Eats and a those, bolt and survives. Yeah. Those are the things that I can think of off the top of my head, but lava there's coil. definitely. We could eat a lava coil. Ooh, lava coil. But you're, someone's going to probably be running lightning axe before a lava coil, I'd say. True story. So magmatic sinkhole. Yeah. And also it can protect your planeswalkers as well someone casts a dread boar or a murderous rider change it to spell skate it makes yeah, them really think about that spell yeah yep doesn't matter what it's targeting yeah it's not just saving your creature saving your planeswalkers as well could even save you yeah could save you from getting bolted to the face so think about go check out mtg stocks to get the full write-up they write very detailed blurbs on each of their picks that they choose for their weekly winners go check them out at mtgstocks.com so we're going to give something a little different of a try here as well in the finance section we're going to try and reach out and like choose something that we think you guys should keep an eye out on price wise maybe pick up or to sell i'm just going to kind of lump everything together in this one thing that i'm want to mention is those theme booster rares death bellow war cry grasping giant iron scale hydra all those things are seeing prices cut in half and larger these are primarily going to be like commander cards and stuff if you are looking for these style of cards they're now starting to come in price range keep an eye out and just a bunch of the new Theros stuff is also coming down. Run off a couple here. Another big commander one, Mixed Lotus, has seen a quarter price drop, 25% price drop. It's now just above 550. Nope, just under 550. You're looking for the devotion payoff in commander, but then there's also like standard decks that you can use for big devotion and stuff with that. So keep an eye out for those. Underworld Breach, another one. Yep, Underworld Breach is one that I've had my eyes on. That's, uh, I think that's more of a long, long-term long spec once somebody figure out, figures out how to break it. Dude, yeah. It, you want to be picking these things up at like 4 bucks here, I'd say. It's sitting yeah. at four sixty-seven right now. If you can find this, because this is... Everyone's talked about it. We all know about it. It's Yagmoth's will. Like, what, what more do you want? It's at 4 bucks. So as a comparison point for Underworld Breach to Yagmoth's will... Yagmoth's will is sitting at $70. So if you can find any of these any of these underworld breaches uh variants really seriously think about picking them up because the extended borders are just under $14 as well. Ooh. The foil of the normal one is sitting at just under 9 bucks. This would be a pickup and stuff to be keeping an eye out oh, for. Yeah. I would definitely spec on this one. It it hits all formats. Legacy, you've seen deck techs on MTG Goldfish with Lion's Eye Diamond in this, causing craziness, brain freeze. 
Pioneer has its own with Lotus Field, Chronic Flooding, and Hidden Strings. But don't let me be the only one that picks things here. I would well, say Victory's Herald. You uh, took my pick. I was going to Envoy. Pick you were leaving so much gap. Victory's Envoy, sure guys. Victory's Envoy. Oh, that, that's also part of the boosters stuff there. Yeah, but I'm just saying Victory's Envoy. On, on each upkeep, you gotta put a 1 1 counter on other all other creatures you control. That's so if, if, if you're an EDH, well, I'm thinking EDH because. Oh, well, yeah. that's where you're going to have most bang for your buck. All these theme rares are totally EDH playable. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to make any, like a any, any kind of tribal decks that's running white is going to love this card. Oh, oh, hey, I have 40 of these 1-1s. One okay, now they're all 2-2s. Two oh, next turn, they're all 3-3s. Three oh, I have a Resonator. Okay, I would double that. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have Annoyed Procession. Double it again. I feel like you're thinking of your EDH oh, deck yeah, right uh, now. Yeah, it's tribal. <laughs> Any white tribal decks me running these enchantments should be, I think. Or if they're if they're not, I don't know why they're not. Reiterating the fact here. Look at those theme booster rares. They're solid EDH cards. We all like them. They're going down in price. Don't pick them up this high. Wait for them to no, keep going yeah, down. You wait for them to bottom out, and they will. No, I'd like to keep an eye out on the Johnny uh, Strength of the Pride from the Corset 2020. I see that one's starting to make a jump up now. If you anybody's been holding out on those, uh, I'd say keep an eye on that spike and unload if it starts to dip again. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty solid jump there. Oh, yeah. If we're going to talk about big winners, this is me thinking about what's coming up for next week's weekly winner, Inverter of Truth. This thing has seen a 657% increase <laughs> because, again, Thassa's Oracle, these enablers for this win con are seeing the price jumps, but not Thassa's Oracle. So Inverters of Truth is Black Black 2, 6-6 six, six Eldrazi creature, Devoid, Flying. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from your library face down, then shuffle all cards from your graveyard into your library. So this enables Thassa's Oracle again. I will bet you we're going to be talking about this next Monday easily because this thing is now sitting at five bucks. You have them. You may want to actually be looking at pull, pull, pulling these out because they were just like 60 cents before. Take them out of bulk. Get ready to start selling them. Another side note on top of that, uh, the Sacred Guide as of today is up to 451. It's even higher than uh, what it was on Friday. That's still spiking. Yeah, we said it was three fifty something, so it's jumped up almost a whole buck yep. from Nine, just Friday. Nine hundred and twenty five percent from the beginning of the week. Oof da. I think that's a fair amount of finance from us dummies here. You wanna with as much as we know. As much as we know. Hit us up, call us out, tweet us, all the above. But from there, we are gonna be talking about TCG Sniper here real quick, because with all these cards that we were talking about going up in price or going down in price, you can go to TCG Sniper, put a link from TCG Player of the card that you're looking for, like maybe an Underworld Breach or maybe a... Johnny Strength of the Pride. But that's going up in price. Well, yeah. I guess if, you want, if you're waiting for it to fall back down, so it's now, you now missed out on the Ajani hype train, you wanted to go back down, you plug in that Ajani URL into TCG Sniper, 
and then you'll get a notification when it drops to your desired price point. Go hit them up. They're a great finance tool for you all to use if you're trying to like be really savvy on saving money and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're great. I've got some uh, booster boxes on there, and I got alerted to some flash sales on there that I didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden, boop, I get the notification. I'm like, hey, this is great. This is super nice stuff if you're worried about magic cards, and we're all nerds. We all love our, we all love our hobby. This helps out a lot. So from the finance, we move over to the previous weekend event results. This last weekend, we had Magic Fest New Jersey, which was a GP limited. This event, actually, fun fact with it, completely sold out. The, the event center could hold up to over a thousand, I think is what it said. I should have put that part in the notes. I dropped the ball. Oh boy. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people, which is super That's cool nuts. to know. Especially since everybody lately has been worried about the death of GPs and everything like that with dropping attendance. Right. They did pretty good with this. Uh, one thing also with this GP, there was no video coverage. It was all text coverage, which, you know, we like video coverage. No doubt we all love to watch the games, but getting text results on the events and how they went is also good. So we're just going to hit the top couple stuff here. It was one, the limited GP was won by Isaac Crute, Crute, apologize for saying that wrong, with his Selesnia deck in limited, which is a pretty, pretty inconspicuous deck list here, but still dukes it out with the best of them. A couple of the, the key cards I think are notable are definitely Sentinel's Eyes, Bronzehide Lion, you also have Daybreak Chimera, I think is a pretty interesting one, being a potential two-drop 3-3 three, three flyer for the late game. Mm-hmm. And then just to top things off, like I really like Commanding Presence as yep. well. That card is really fun. It gets really gross. So we didn't get to watch how the game went, but I imagine he just suited up everything and just beat the game. His opponent was running gruel enchantments as well a couple key cards here that he got who is christian trudel he drafted gruel enchantments with centessen champion as a as a creature that gets big and draws you cards he also opened a or got pat or somehow got a labyrinth of Scophos, which I kind of like because it's the ma mystifying maze, and I've always just liked that kind of a card. He also got in. You also got in here. You also got Renetta called into the hunt. Actually, had also Scophos Maze Warden to pair with Labyrinth of Scophos. Christian did well. Took second, but Selesnia Enchantment with Bronze Hide Lion, Sentinel Eyes, took it for the win. My kind of deck right there. I love it. Other events that happened at Magic Fest New Jersey was also Pioneer. Pioneer was won by Daniel Sondike with his Mono Black Vampires deck. This one is just straight up gas. Mono Black with Knight of the Ebon Legion. Fatal Push, Gifted Aetherborn, Soren Imperial Bloodlord. Also had a playset of Mutavolt for that early game beats. This deck looks super sweet. 
Congrats, Daniel. With the upcoming events, JP will take it over. All right, so upcoming, we have Magic Fest Brussels coming up January 30th through February 2nd at the Brussels Expo. GP is going to be the first Pioneer GP of the year. Woohoo! This is going to be exciting. I love it. Alongside it, there's going to be modern PTQs every day, and we'll be excited to see how the meta is evolving post-ban. It's a, it's surprising that we're still like post-ban. Like Opal and Oko did so much that it's like to see where it, oh, all yeah. this meta is oh, going. Yeah. Oko just warped everything it touched. It was just terrible card. Terrible. Right, Danny? It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was just broken. Badly broken. Looks pretty in the binder, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Centerpiece. <laughs> Collector's edition. Centerpiece. It'll never move. So also, going on that same weekend, we have Magic Fest Nagoya, January 31st through February 2nd at the AG Sky Expo. This is also going to be a Pioneer GP. So two Pioneer GPs the same weekend. How crazy is that for a new format? It's going to be very good. And because of this, uh, with the band and restricted announcement that happened a couple weeks ago, Wizard said that they were going to keep an eye on Helia Ballista Combo and I imagine we're going to be hearing some stuff on Monday, depending on how results turned out about this. Maybe? Question mark? Question mark. Keep an eye on it. Potentially banned? Right. Maybe. Or restricted? Uh, no. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's still something to be seen about. With this as well, we don't know if it's going to be video coverage or if it's going to be text coverage. You know, we all hope for video coverage so if there is video coverage please go out support the streams watch them from channel fireball show that there's an interest yes please be interested so then for uh the full schedule and vendors going on at both of these check out channelfireballevents.com now we have danny's new segment bans and restrictions everyone's favorite give it to us so I am happy to announce <laughs> there are no bans or restrictions for this next week. Segment over. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I do, I'm good. I'm done. So no cards to burn this week. <laughs> Shucks. Or or cry about that you didn't sell or trade or anything. Now they're paperweights. You made a paper. Ooh, I like what you did there. Now let's move to the news. We got a couple cookies and stuff for you here. We're going to start off with the Secret Lair drop series, Year of the Rat. By the time this comes out, there will only be several hours left for you to make your pre-orders and stuff with them. Or if you're listening to this in the afternoon, you're out of luck. Sorry. So that'll be ending when this comes out. There's also a survey on Wizards' website where it's asking you to answer some questions about the card art and how they've changed. They want you to fill it out, submit it. I suggest it. Wizards hearing their consumers' feedback on how their cards are looking aesthetically and all that stuff is super important. So we'll put links in the description below for you to go click on the link and check it out. Also, fun little thing that's happening here as well. Magic Worlds is coming up mid-February, and right now you can do 
the Magic Worlds Fantasy Sports. Yeah. Pick your champion. The way that it's kind of like set up here is you, how it's stated on the website, check out the competitors, select your champion, cheer cheer them on to glory, and then you reap the rewards. What are the rewards, you might ask? So the rewards for this Magic Fantasy League, no. Contest. There we go. So the reward for this fantasy contest are as followed. So the winner of this contest will receive the world's 26... 25. It's 26. Yeah, that's... Don't you know your numerals? That's 26. Is that 6? Yes. Oh, it is 26, isn't it? V is 5. I is 1. X is 10. Silly me. L is 20. Or is it 40? Was a fifty? There's L and M, and I don't remember what they. M is hundred, I think. Sure, we'll go with that. Anyway, so the rewards are as follows: for the winner, the winner will receive the world's twenty-six uh, competitive sleeve for the arenas. Uh, they will receive six rare ICRs and the trophy pet, which looks like just the Magic: The Gathering's. Uh, Heliad, or not the Heliad, but uh, Planeswalker symbol. There we go. And it like bursts with energy. Fire. Chandra. It's great. Second place will get the same sleeves, but they won't get four rares. Third through eighth will receive the sleeves along with two rares. And ninth through sixteenth will get the sleeves and then one rare. And this is for anybody who click who chooses the champion will get that not just one specific person everybody who chooses who they think is going to be champion will get those rewards and anybody who picked the second place the third through eighth ninth through 16th they'll get those appropriate rewards it's not just those one items anybody who guesses the right one and if you don't you don't get anything wah, wah, wah. but hey who doesn't like free stuff or just picking someone other than ryan who doesn't play arena so diving into the big, some big news here, we have player, player tour, player points distribution and balance for regional disparities getting talked about. Wizards recently put up an article on the 21st where they are talking about the distribution of points through the Americas, Europe, and the Asia-Pacific region. And quote from their article, we want to provide the most equitable equatable opportunities for individuals to reach the highest level no matter what region you're from. However, regional attendance variations come with inherent differences, and if we're going to choose which region gets an advantage, we choose to give a slight advantage to individual regions that have historically had disadvantages, in this case, the Asian Pacific region. Our process comes down to two big considerations, expected attendance and global accessibility. For the Asian Pacific region, based on qualification and player density, our projected attendance estimates put the tournament in range for a 15-round tournament. For the Americas and Europe, we project 16-round events. This most closely matches models based on regional tournament data combined with the number of qualified players living in that region. That said, this is our first player tour under the new tiered model. There may be some adjustments based on real-world attendance. 
we will certainly be watching closely and breaking out our spreadsheets. However, running one event at 15 rounds and two other events at 16 rounds and awarding points differently creates incentives that would advantage the Asia-Pacific region more than we were comfortable. As such, we choose to award points only through round 15 around the globe. It's a bit novel, but we believe it's reasonable tweak that makes things more equatable. Unquote. Long story short, they are going to be only getting points for rounds 15 and up in Americas and Europe to help the lower attendance that the Asia Pacific region is speculated to have turnout for them. And that's Japan, China, Korea, uh, I think Vietnam's also in that region where they play a lot of magic. So those ones are expected to have lower turnout. So they want, they don't want the point to be worth more in a certain region than in another region, because then it doesn't feel like the points mean that much. Then if, if a person who has the accessibility to then travel to your, uh, to Asia, play in those and be able to get more of that point value before this whole thing went down, they would definitely be benefiting for sure. But with having everybody gaining points at that round 15 and up is where it equals out. And then top eights are still going to be top eight points throughout everything where uh, the point distribution through Wizards on there, uh, they, they posted up a spreadsheet of first place will still get 26 points, second will get 24, third will get 22, fourth will get 20, five through eight will get 18. So... Point distribution on the top eight is still the same. It's just like getting up to those points round 15 and up. So the next big topic we want to talk about is going to be Wizards is specifically reaching out to creators and specifically streaming creators, which already has this big thing going on on Twitter of what constitutes a creator and a streamer or a podcaster or an, or a writer for journalist. journalist there we go or a journalist what constitutes what a, a creator is but they're looking for streamers with this creator program magic the gathering is now in partnership partnership with stream elements and with this, they're going to do a first-of-the-kind platform giving streamers directed challenge to help them create engaging content with and for their communities. That was all quoted from the Magic webpage here. Again, we'll link that in the description down below so you can read, out, read throughout the whole article. So to give you the TLDR, what we're going to do is just tell you pretty much what it's, what it's going to be. All it is is it's giving these content creators a achievement list to do to get extra bonuses of in-game for like arena when you're playing arena like you'll be getting gems or gold and i th think in here it talks about maybe some codes icr codes as well yep you stream for four hours you get an achievement you raid streaming which is a twitch thing where you have your stream raid in on another person's stream when you're closing how that works so you do that three times you get an achievement you get rewards 
they're just trying to help new creators make more engaging content for their community and by proxy expand the word of magic arena so it looks like they're uh, implementing a green light fund here and what it says is that it represents a phenomenal opportunity to our highest quality producers and ultimate networkers to bring brand new shows to life they've set aside one million dollars to see new magic series in 2020 whether you want to showcase tabletop or digital magic or a combination of both Greenlight fund can help you make your vision a reality so they're talking about stuff like you know they've already got ones in the works like game nights friday nights what the deck stuff like that basically it's going to help create new new stream series for you guys to watch so if any streamers out there are looking for potentially help with their stream, this could be a good platform, a good starting point for you to go to. Uh, the program will be entering its closed beta very soon, and you should definitely go check it out. Again, links will be posting for you to check out. If this is something that you're serious on, why not take a stab at it, you know? Yep, and they won't be making any decisions during closed beta, so you got a lot of time to to get your pitch in. And it looks like they're going to be giving away um, amounts anywhere between 5000 to 250000 Right. So if you think you got something, you got the charisma, go check it out. I think, I think this is a cool thing that Wizards is doing. To, But setting aside a million dollars, like that doesn't leave... I mean, it leaves a good amount of wiggle room for getting a lot of oh, yeah. magic uh, wizard-sponsored creators. So, yeah, go check them out. And closing off our news, we're going to move to Deck of the Week. And this week, Deck of the Week is going to be a pioneer deck. Is it Scissors? Is it, though? Is it? Is it Scissors? Or is it a creature that beats you for five? I don't know. You tell me. Is it? <laughs> wow, you guys are nerds. We try. We try. So we're going to talk about a quick budget build here for the shell of this and then kind of talk about maybe some like more expensive ads if you want to do something like that. The reason why we picked this right now in the Pioneer format, it is actually this style of deck is showing up in about 5% of the meta, which is super cool to see, to see artifact enchantments kicking butt so the main purpose of this is like have low drop artifacts like ornithopter ginger brute bowmat courier hope gear per and then you're just gonna chuck an soul artifact on that thing and make it a five five beaten wholesale butt oh yeah no i've, I've played against this deck list it's yeah it it gets out of hand real quick yeah, especially five. with those ginger brutes, I tell you what. Five fives are, uh, it's four turn clock. They also have four skilled animators, which is the creature version of an soul artifact to do, uh, make, an enchant or make an artifact into a five five creature. And then it has shock, shrapnel blast for forms of removal to clear the way to make your five fives just start picking things off. Now, a couple things that you could do to like, increase this deck's ability is you can definitely go for stone coiled serpent as one of your artifacts it can because it enters with plus one counters on it so if you insole it it's now a five 
base five a base five five with those plus one plus one counters. So if you do dress for two, let's say it's a seven seven. So Stone Coil Serpent is really cool. And with Stone that. Coil Serpent's nothing to shake a stick at either. No, it's a trample reach pro multicolor. It pretty much says F U to Fairy. Pretty much. To fairy cries when it sees a stone coil serpent. Another big thing that you can add in would be Emery, Lurker of the Lake. If in case one of your artifacts get blown up, you would be able to bring her back. And also, uh, in here, uh, Stubborn Denial is a pretty solid counterspell because if you are, <laughs> if you're insoling artifact, an artifact, it's a 5-5, five, five, which turns on the ferocious of Stubborn Denial. So you counter any non-creature spell straight up for one mana. I think this deck looks pretty cool. Uh, we will be linking it down below. The thing with this is it the Is It in Soul artifact deck has made some pioneer challenges, uh, throwing up 7-1 results. And it's not too bad of a deck. Like the base, the base floor that you're looking at this thing is like 60 bucks. And then sky's the limit there, clearly, as you know, where it can go up. And, like, the consensus on the deck build price-wise can go from 250 plus. But just starting with that $60 price point with Ornithopters, Bowmat Curious, Ginger Brutes, just seems like a good way to start and get some games in, level up, learn the deck, know what to do. So from that awesome deck of the week, do you guys got anything you want to say? Keep on listening. Come back Tuesday. Awesome. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We are getting better, kind of, at posting updates on funny things, maybe, or just how things are going. Um, Discord. We, we do have a Discord. Yes, we Come do. chat hit, it up with us. Hit us up. Find us on Discord. Maybe we're going to be doing some funny things in the future with that. I don't know. We'll see. Potential live action. Ooh, I don't there know. There you go. Live oh, man, don't be putting feet in our mouth that we don't know what to do yet with. I said potential. I didn't say we're going to. I just said potential. Fair. So come follow us on the social medias. Hit us up if you want to know more. If you have any critiques, feedback. Suggestions. Hit us up. We appreciate all of that. From that, hit that outro. Thanks, guys, again for listening to this podcast. Please go to thisweekinmtg.com for more information. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, or even any of the other platforms that are out there. We're literally everywhere. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, we're going to have new information. Wait, what's going on? It's Matt again. Did he just crack an Oko? Probably. Does he know that it's banned in every format, basically? Probably not. We're not going to tell him. I think we should keep it this way. Let's do it. Oh, God.